Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Amplify Her podcast. I am your host, Christina Singh, and I am so, so happy you're here. The Amplify Her podcast is all about amplifying and uplifting women's voices and stories. I am really, really excited about today's episode. It is so good, especially if you are someone online, building a presence online, connecting with people online, which most of us are. Um, This episode is fantastic. I also want to give forewarning during this intro. I am trying to squeeze this intro in during my son's bath time with his father. So you may hear the sounds of our bubble frog in the background or of him screaming because he doesn't really enjoy bath time. So I know that's like kind of rare for kids. My baby, he had a, a moment when he was about seven months old that's kind of scarred him and we're we're healing. We're repairing. <laughs> Any other parents feel me out there with bath time? So before I dive into chatting about today's guest, Julia Jornsey Silverberg, I wanted to just share um, a few things that I learned over the past week. I made an attempt. An attempt was made to release episodes every day last week, Monday through Friday. My attempt was very ambitious as I was also launching the Amplify Her networking group that same week. And basically, the the daily episodes fell through the cracks. So here's some things I've learned. I am obsessed with the Amplify Her networking group. The first meeting was on Wednesday. It was absolutely incredible. Um, I really will never launch something and promise five episodes during that week when I'm launching ever again. And the feedback I got from you know, these episodes and the networking group is that for the, I want to be very clear, internal feedback from myself (laughs) is to take my time. Another thing I want to mention is if you're interested in coming to the next meeting for the Amplify Her networking group, the link to my new website, amplifyhermedia.com is in the show notes. Um, There is an opportunity for people to become a member. But if you're also just interested, feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram at Amplify Her Media or contact me via the website. Um, I I mean, the first meeting of this networking group was magical. I It was everything I wanted and more. And I heard so many people say, that was amazing. I can't wait for the next one. And that just makes my heart grow 10 times its size. Um, And it really does flow so well into today's guest and topic for today's episode. So today's guest is Julia Jornze Silverberg. And I met Julia in Buffalo, and we chat about this in the episode. Um, But Julia uh, would describe herself as a social media enthusiast. And um, an anti-highlight reel creator, which we get into during the episode, with self-described border collie energy. We also chat about that in this episode as well. Her purpose in life is to excite, inspire, and motivate people and brands to cut through the digital clutter by being authentic and vulnerable online. She's worked for the Buffalo News, the Buffalo Niagara Partnership, Telesco Creative 
Group and Now Marketing Group as a brand manager. She is the recipient of the Emerging Alumni Award in 2018, granted by the University at Buffalo School of Management Alumni Association. Holy crap, that was a mouthful. Uh, She also has 12 plus years of experience working in digital marketing and is known for delivering powerful presentations that leave people feeling excited and empowered. All of her contact information is in our show notes. This, I adored this episode because I knew Julia, um, when I lived in Buffalo, we were kind of swirling around adjacent circles of folks. And we met a few times um, and we chat about that. And Julia was someone who was posting online, vlogging, putting herself out there in a major way and in a vulnerable way. Um, somewhat, we talk about the transition um, she had in her life. And it wasn't until... Um, I saw a shift in her that I really like I, I admit during my conversation with her, I, I didn't really get it at first. And she was very ahead of her time as far as chatting with people online, influencing a bit, being really authentic, having conversations. And I admit to her in this episode that I had a bit of judgment when I first saw her presence online because I didn't really understand it. Um, and Little did I know she was very ahead of the trend in in terms of wanting to put herself online and following that desire. And it's been so amazing to see her grow and to see her evolve. Um, And one of the biggest pieces that we talk about um, is what happened in her life when she called off her wedding. Because what happened, hint, is... um, authenticity really grew out of that decision. And um, I'm going to leave it there because I want you to listen to the full episode. And I can hear my toddler screaming in the background and you probably can too. Um, So let's dive into this episode with Julia. If you are someone that is looking to grow an audience online or advocate for yourself in an authentic way, this episode is 100% for you. And I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm so excited for you to listen to it. And um, it was a pleasure re-listening to this episode while editing it. Let's dive in with Julia. Julia, welcome to the Amplify Her podcast. I am so excited to have you here. Christina, I'm so happy to be here. It's been so many years since we've seen each other's faces. So I'm just so happy to get to connect and talk. I know. It's so funny, like when you see people online and you like see their evolution in their lives, but you don't actually talk to them on Zoom or face to face. Like I feel like we both know so much about each other's lives and yet we have not spoken in a way that is like this. So I'm excited that we can do this. And I think it's also a reminder for me to like chat with people more (laughs) like this. Um, First of all, I have been wanting to approach you for an interview for a while and you beat me to the punch and (laughs) you, you reached out to me and I'm so, so happy you did. Um, I could even just show you my notebook. Your name is in my notebook of people I wanted to reach out to. And so it's just like that cosmic beauty of us 
feeling the connection, I think. I love that so much. Honestly, I, I think that some of the best things in life happen in that kind of way of alignment, like things just fall together in this beautiful way. And I also just fully believe that every single person has to be their own advocate and their own cheerleader. And I have been seeing what you're doing and seeing the great guests that you've been having on your podcast. And I was like, you know what? I love what Christina is doing. And you get zero of the opportunities that you don't try for. So I was like, you know what? Let me reach out to Christina. And when you sent me back that my name was in your notebook, I was like, oh my God, this makes me even better. Yes, totally. And to backtrack a bit on how we know each other. So I used to live in Buffalo, New York. I'm originally from California and I moved to Buffalo. Um, And everyone is like, oh, you went to school? And it's like, nope, I moved to (laughs) Buffalo when I wanted to go to New York City and I went to Buffalo first. But you um, have always been from since I've known you been in the field around like social media. Yep. And so we were both part of like circling around a group um, that is very dorkily now called Social Media Club um, Buffalo, which we were a part of along with some lots of other people we know. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think I met you at Social Media Day, maybe... I think I, it was I that honestly event. I don't remember, but it, it was, was like in a, I think we met at the event. I think it was social media day because it was at that bar in the old first ward and they had that little patio outside yeah. with all of that. And I'm 97% sure that that is where you and I met. Okay. Beautiful. <laughs> so <laughs> you and I meet, I remember thinking you were very put together and I remember thinking um, that because you also were friends with another um, person, Katie, who I know you're still friends with. But I remember thinking both of you were very put together. And I was like, oh, oh, great. (laughs) And you and I kind of like circled around each other, um, but didn't really ever like hang out, hang out. Yep. And I now know a lot of your mutual friends, like (laughs) some of your closest friends. um, Because Rachel Volkley-Kuhlman. Yes. Um, and yeah. I know, oh God, why can I not think of her name right now, even though I love her? She's like one of your best friends. She is a therapist. Jen? Yes, I know Jen because we were oh my both God. in Rachel's um creativity. Creativity like mastermind. Yes. I yes. love her. Oh, She's I love so that. amazing. Um, so I've I've like kind of circled around folks that you know. <laughs> But you and I have never really gotten a chance to like sit down and chat. And from that time until now, I feel like you have undergone a wild transformation. (laughs) But I remember thinking at the time, because you were putting yourself out online a lot and you were like vlogging and you were posting regularly, like you were really doing I would say influencer work, like you were really putting yourself out there, right? Yeah. Before influencer stuff was really even a big thing. I was just kind of going all in on the transparency side of things, like just being a human who kind of pulls the curtain back and shows what's going on. And so, yeah, that was, and that was honestly probably in 2016. Yes. And I have to be super honest with you. I had a little judgment when I would see that stuff. And I have to be 
honest with you that I was very wrong for for <laughs> having judgment around that stuff because I wasn't putting myself out there. I wasn't seeing other people who were who were like people in my circle doing that. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, whoa, like this is really vulnerable and like really you're putting a lot of yourself out there. So I want to say I'm sorry for judging whatever <laughs> you used to put out there because I actually think you were right the whole time. And I think that your authentic self has now led you to making decisions in your life that we'll talk about, but really putting yourself out there. What made you make the decision to start doing that? So I think it was, there was a twofold thing. And I know that we're going to kind of get into this a little bit later on in the show, but something happened in my life that was a major transformation point for me. So I had started putting myself out there online on social media because I have my master's in business administration. When I graduated from the University of Buffalo, I knew I wanted to do something in digital marketing. And Mm -hmm. I had the opportunity in internships before graduating. And then in my first job at the Buffalo News, after graduating, I had the chance to start diving into doing social media for business. And I was learning so much, listening to podcasts, reading articles. And the one thing that I felt was missing from what I was seeing on social media was more of the human side. Everyone was posting about, oh, I sell this. I'm an expert at this. But we all know that we like doing business with people we know, like, and trust. So just because I know you're an expert in XYZ, if that's the only thing I know about you, it's not enough for me to be like, yes, that's definitely the person I want to do business with. And so I started realizing as someone who was at the time growing my own business, doing social media marketing, I was like, I want to start putting myself out there so that people know who I am, what I have to offer, and then I can attract the right people to work with me based on my personality. Like if you don't like someone with big energy and someone who seems like they drank 15 cups of coffee by noon, I'm not your gal. I'm just not like I have too much energy. I'm far too bubbly. I talk too fast. I use my hands all the time. I'm not the right fit. You need to find someone maybe a little bit more vanilla. But so I realized I have the chance to use these platforms to let people get to know me, to talk about what I have to offer. And this is going to be how I can really get myself out there from a business standpoint. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, So then what ended up happening was in December, 2017, and I know we'll talk a little bit more about this. You can kind of, you can interrupt me and ask questions if you want. (laughs) No, go. Um, So I was, I had been in a relationship at that point for six and a half years. My ex-fiance at the time, he, people would see him in my videos. I'd be doing like I was telling you, I was getting people into my world. So we're going grocery shopping and I'm like, Hey, here we are. My entire audience knew my fiance through social media. Yeah, I did. I never met this person, but I certainly (laughs) knew who they were. Exactly. And so in December, 2017, I actually made the decision to end that relationship and call off my wedding. We were planning on getting married in June of 2018. We had everything planned. Like I'm talking a menu, invitation, save the dates. Everything was fully planned. And I realized that our values were not sustainable for the long term. We just felt we had different things that were like the most important thing. 
And I realized while we were a great couple and I still love him so much, he has since remarried. He has a kid. We still email like we have nothing but love for each other. We realized this is not actually going to be sustainable for the long term. And so I called off the wedding and I realized from a social media standpoint, I could take one of two roads. I could either keep everything kind of behind closed doors. I could put on some fake smile and pretend like I was doing okay. Or I could be honest, let my audience know that I was feeling depressed. I was super overwhelmed. I was about to make a major life transition and that it was a lot. And I realized taking that second road, which my dad would call the road less traveled, Mm-hmm. that's what felt more honest and true for me. Putting on some fake face and pretending like I was fine when my life felt nothing at all. Like it felt not fine at all. It felt the furthest thing from fine. I realized that is going to suck so much energy out of me and it's not real. And if I'm showing up here trying to get people to trust me, how on earth could I show up and be like, yeah, doop-a-doop-a. that is not where I was at. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to let my audience into my world. And so I let people know what I was going through. By no means did I share every little nitty gritty detail about the breakup. That is not what was important. And I always tell people in your effort to be transparent, that doesn't mean share everything. It means share the pieces and the parts that you think someone can benefit or value from. And for me, I felt like all I wanted was to hear from women who had been like, I called off my wedding. It was the right thing. And my life changed for the better afterwards. I was looking for those stories and I was struggling to find them. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to practice what I preach. Like I'm looking for something that I'm not finding. And I am now in an opportunity to be putting this out there so that then women today, tomorrow in five years can be like, oh, I'm not alone if they make a similar decision. And so I decided to let my audience into my world. And it was a game changer for me for social media. My engagement went from here. It just blew up people crawling out of the woodworks to share their story, to tell me how much they appreciated me just being open and talking about this, which is one of the last things that people want to talk about. Like social media has so much become a highlight reel. And my whole thing is what I like to call the anti-highlight reel. Yeah. I've noticed you've mentioned that. Yeah. I'm going to share the full gamut, not just the pretty perfect moments, because I'm here to create connection with people. And we cannot connect if we are only sharing 20%. And the 20% is just all the best. That is not relatable. It's not real. And it's not how we can create a connection and grow relationships. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing all of that. And I think that There's a key point in here for me that I think is important for people to understand, which is no matter where you are in your career or your life, what you're saying applies offline and if you have an online presence. So I think that some people might not understand sharing things online, might not understand putting yourself out there online. But if you have that desire to do it, you're saying do it authentically and live in that way authentically. But if you're also offline, do that in your communities, create connection, be honest with the people around you about what you're going through and 
talk about it, find community through authenticity. And I think that's a really important thing to distinguish because I think there are a lot of people who think they have to put everything online, but that's just not the case. You're choosing because that feels what's best for you. Correct? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And because I felt like this was an area that I could be a resource for someone else. So that was the other component of it too, was I was like, hey, I have a story here. And I think that just some other people, even hearing this story, in hearing a story of a woman who chose herself and followed her gut, despite the mess she had to clean up after, that is a story that I think women need to hear and they want to hear. And it doesn't have to be the, you don't have to be someone who called off your wedding. You could be someone who is in the middle of a job transition or insert whatever that thing is. It was the idea of me sharing that by choosing myself and doing the thing that I knew inside was the right thing that allowed me to grow self-trust, self-confidence, self-love. Like that is my whole jam is I want people to feel empowered and confident to make the decisions for themselves in their lives, even when it's scary, even when it seems like no one makes that decision. Making that decision is going to be what opens up doors for you. It's going to be what gets you to like know and love yourself in an entirely new way. And that to me is like, that's what life is about. That is how we lift each other up. How this is how businesses are formed and like new relationships are grown that end up being so much more beautiful than what we even thought was possible. Oh my gosh. I totally agree. And I want to go back to that moment of when you ended your relationship and Mm -hmm. you had all the invites to save the dates. I've planned a wedding, so I know how much goes into it. And I know it's also hard, um, you know, with, with a partner, but if you don't feel like it's right, I am sure it's 20 times harder Yep. (laughs) because I think in that moment, not just you sharing online that that happened, but your actual act of doing that is very brave. It's very courageous. And because a lot of people, like you said, would follow through with it and then later, uh, you know, have an understanding, oh, shit, this wasn't the right deal for me. I'm going to end my relationship. So how did the people in your life react when that happened? So I feel very, very grateful to have parents who raised me to be someone who trusts my gut because my whole network loved my ex-fiance. And I and I mentioned earlier, like, I still love him. He is a great person. And I think that sometimes too, like, this is another component of it. I think so often in these instances, like, we want that person to be terrible so right. that we can just, like, have someone to point fingers on because it allows our brain to then, like, make it make sense, right? So many people were just like, I don't understand, but he's amazing. And He's, he was amazing. He still is amazing. Not everything is so black and white. You can yeah. have a beautiful relationship and love that person and realize it's <sighs> not suitable for the long term. And that is actually, those are the hardest decisions. It's a lot easier to end a relationship if someone did something terrible and you're like, yeah, no, that, no, I'm done. But when there wasn't some thing or event or People are like, wait, make it make sense, right? And I think that for me, the biggest thing that I communicated with my support network was to let them know I realized 
that this was not suitable for the long term. I don't need you to be like, yeah, screw him. I don't need you to jump on some bandwagon to tell me you'll find someone new soon because that also, that was triggering for me to hear. Yeah. People being like, oh, you'll, I didn't want to hear that. What I really needed was to just be told that was a good decision and you're going to figure it out. And I've got your back. If you need to call me and cry, if you need a hug, I'm here for you. And so when I told the people in my close network about the news, I actually, I really set them up for success to go into it saying, I'm about to tell you something that is going to be really hard to hear. It's going to be overwhelming and confusing. And I just ask that you listen first while I tell you this scenario, because what I need right now is support. Oh my gosh. And I set my people up to give me what I needed because I knew that if I just went into, hey, you won't believe this, people would be trying to villainize him or people would be telling me, don't worry, you're going to find some people were going to be giving me things that I knew were actually just going to make me feel overwhelmed. Yeah. And so I knew all I needed is to feel hugged and told, you've got this. If you feel in your gut this was right, I trust you and believe that this was right. And so I was so grateful that when I I called both of my parents first, they were the first two people I told. And I actually just had, um, it's very interesting because I'm coming up on the, I guess, six years ago, um, the six year mark of this decision um, happened very recently. And I have this app called Time Hop and it you know, shows me photos that I took at this time or at this time. And I saw six years ago, I had this text exchange between me and my dad. And I had sent him this long paragraph, just thanking him. I was like, dad, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. This is really, really hard. And I feel really sad. But I also feel so much support from my friends and from you and mom. And I just want to thank you so much for raising me to be confident to be able to make really hard decisions. And know that I'm going to be okay. And he responded with, you are my Wonder Woman. And I like screenshotted that. And there were so many little interactions that I had between either close friends or family that just continued to remind me, like, you've got this and we are here for you because we know that you're someone who really thinks through the decisions you make. I think that's the other thing too, is like, if you're someone who makes decisions really impulsively, that might be a completely different conversation that you end up having with your support network in an instance like this. But right. I'm someone who like, I really take my time. I look at <laughs> all the circumstances. Like I'm just not impulsive in my actions and my decisions or anything like that. And so I think just my support network, knowing that about me, they were like, okay, we know this was thought through right. and not something you're just thinking of on a whim here. Well, I think that's so interesting because I think there is a misconception that decisions like that would be impulsive. I mean, we have so many movies like Runaway Bride, you know, like you have so many people who just like leave the altar and it looks like an impulsive decision um, in in media. And so I think it's really cool that you said this wasn't an impulsive decision. This was I'm I'm not impulsive. (laughs) And and then your community reacted that way. I wanted to commend you on your self-advocacy because something that I think is really important in a lot of the things that you're saying is that you've established boundaries and you said boundaries, um, you set boundaries with your, your community. And you said, here's what I need. This is the support that I have. 
And I'm really curious more so than anything about what changed in you after you made this decision, because I noticed a big change online. And so I'm curious what changed and how have you changed over the past six years? That's a great question. Um, I would say what changed was uh, that decision for me really became my permission slip to show up unapologetically, to share and speak from the heart. And this And this story of calling off my wedding is something that I have shared on stages, speaking at events with 250 people. And I've had a lot of people come up to me afterwards of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you talk about that on stage. But that moment for me was this eye-opening moment to realize like, this is what people want. People are craving vulnerability because so many times we deal with these hardships in our lives and we think that it's embarrassing or shameful to talk about it. And then we end up thinking that no one else is going through them because we don't talk about it. So it's the self-fulfilling prophecy of like, well, I'm not going to talk about it. And then I'm not seeing anyone talking about it. And I just, I wanted to, I wanted to show up in the way that I was craving other people showing up. Yeah. You know, I was like, I can't just sit here and wait for people to start showing up and sharing vulnerably about hard things. I have to do that. And by doing that and giving myself permission to do that, I saw such a shift in me of feeling more confident, feeling more empowered, trusting myself more. Like when I have a gut feeling now, it's not like a, Mm, mm, let me weigh this. If I have a gut feeling, I listen to that gut feeling. And again, yeah. I'm not impulsive. So that doesn't mean I act on that gut feeling immediately, but I take it seriously and give it the time that I feel it deserves to really like be like, okay, what is this feeling? What is the message that my body is trying to get my brain to understand here? Right. What is going on here? And so for me, it created so much more internal trust and confidence. And then the other thing too, for me was realizing, because before that happened on social media, I was showing up and being real, but a lot of what I talked about was social media. Yes, yes, yes. I, I, I'm a social media expert. And so the large majority of what I talked about online and on social media was social media. I was like, here's some tips for a Facebook video. Here's some tips I for remember. Twitter. And that was my jam. And, and then, might I say you were killing it. Like you were putting yeah. out tons of content. Like you were really <laughs> yeah. addressing the need and you were like doing it on every platform. Like you were really putting yourself out there. So it wasn't like it was just like a little bit here and there. Like you were really going for it. I I was. And, and I still have been. But yes. the content has shifted so much away from here's what you can do on social media. Because while I can help anyone with their social media, what I've realized is more important is to help people with the mindset and the internal feeling. Because the reason why people aren't showing up authentically on social media is because they feel insecure or they haven't given themselves permission or they're worried people are judging them. Insert a whole bunch of things that all have to relate to your mindset. So I could give you all the best practices to go live but if your brain is still telling you that you're not pretty enough to go live, you're not going to go live. And so what I have started to do is completely shift my content more into the mindset stuff, because that's, I could talk about this stuff for days and I realize <laughs> it's more impactful. You could go Google some tips to go live and you could find those 
you don't need to come to me to get that information. But what you need to come to me is, is to get that cheerleader who's going to amp you up and actually make you believe that, yeah, you should be going live because you have a message that no one else can say in the way that you say it. And so yeah. that really was such a, it, it was a big pivot for me to realize I'm still going to talk about social media and business stuff, but what I care more about where my passion is, is helping people to feel empowered and to feel like they have permission to show up in the way that they want. And I think that what keeps people from doing that is not the knowledge and the know-how, it's the mental stuff going on. One hundred percent, because I often feel that way. I've noticed a shift in myself and how much I'm sharing and being more authentic, because when I am real with people about what's going on, they respond to me. I tend to do that more in my stories than on like static posts, things like that. But like when I share more, it's like we're having a conversation. Yes. And that's what I actually really crave because if I want to get the word out there about this show or get the word out there about the other shows on my network or my networking group, like those things, I want to build community around with the right people. Like I want the people who resonate with what I'm saying to come join the party, you know? Yes. <laughs> like, and I think that is so important when you are building community in any place in your life and in your workplace at home, you know, wherever you are, you want to have a positive experience and do it in a way where you can have a real conversation with others. Something that you said that really resonates with me is showing up like perfect. And this, this notion of perfection and, I've noticed that TikTok really like has smashed that out the window because yes. Instagram was very much a platform where so many people, like, it was, it's very buttoned up is what I would yes. say. And I remember the first time I saw someone um, on TikTok, literally just like in their bed with their head on the side on their pillow and like talking. And I was like, this is so rad because I relate so much to what people are saying and you have started creating a lot more content like that within the past few years. So going back to, you know, you, sh you sharing this story, it resonating with people and pushing you to create more of an authentic community. What for you has changed in your business and how you approach business with other people and show up? in that area, because from what you're saying, a lot of things are making me think about, well, when you're trying to sell someone um, a car or you're trying to make a big deal um, at your firm or whatever, <laughs> what am I even talking about? You know what I mean? <laughs> if you're trying to sell something. There's always this like notion for men, let's go get a steak and let's go, you know, let's go get a cocktail and really bond. You have a platform where you're now doing that and people can kind of look you up and figure you out and um, see that you're very personable. And like you said, you've had 12 cups of coffee before <laughs> noon. Uh, what has changed in your business? So the thing that really changed for me in my business was the kind of clients that I would take on 
when I first started and granted, I have a full-time job where I am a brand manager by day, but I've had my own LLC since 2016. And when I first started my LLC, I was coming from a less confident place. And so I would take on pretty much anyone who needed help with social media. I was like, you need help? I'm your girl. And in making that decision, seeing my business pivot a little bit, seeing myself step into more confidence, I really saw myself go through a shift of becoming a lot more mindful and critical of who I work with to make sure that there's actual alignment there so that both people are really feeling happy and excited. I remember I had an opportunity in 2017 to do a big campaign. It was going to be the most money I would have ever made uh, with a social media client. And it was for a pharmaceutical company who was going through a bit of a PR issue because the medication that they sold, it had just come out at that time that the owner, the team, whatever, had completely skyrocketed and inflated the cost of this medication. Mm -hmm. The pharmaceutical company wasn't doing too well. They were like, we need some social media help. We need someone who is helping us put content out from our brand that is helping us to look good because everyone's mad at us. And I felt myself feel a little bit pulled to like, oh man, I could make so much money doing this. But I realized this is going to suck my soul and I am not going to feel good being the social media person of a company who has upset thousands of people with an unethical decision slash practice. And yeah. I don't think like had that opportunity come to me before I had called off my wedding, I don't know what my decision would be. I honestly don't. I might have said yes, just because I was in more of that lack mindset. And we're now we're getting into the like a little bit of the woo woo world. But no, I, I fully believe that an abundance mindset changes so much in someone's life. And once I really started fully believing like there's enough attention to go around, there's enough money to go around, I started getting really clear on like, what is the kind of attention I want? What is the kind of business that I want? And I am okay with telling people right off the bat, yeah, you know what, this, I don't think this is a fit for me. I actually have a friend though, who does this thing, or I know someone, I think you should call them. And so I've not only grown my business in a way that feels sustainable for me, because I've decided to take on work that I like, but I've also grown my network. Because when I get approached for work that I don't like, I know people who are happy to take that work, and then I can become a connector. So then I'm connecting this potential client. I'm actually still helping them, just not directly. I'm helping them now by getting a new person that they can talk to that I actually think would even do a better job than I would. Because if my heart isn't in it, I'm not going to do that good a job. If anyone's heart is not in what they're doing, you're going to do a mediocre job. And yeah. maybe it's my perfectionism. I don't know, but I don't want to be mediocre at anything. If I'm going to take the time to do something, I don't want to do it half-assed. I don't know yeah. if I can say half-assed on your podcast. You can say whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so, no, yeah, you can't. <laughs> that was really how how my business just completely changed. I adore that because for many reasons. <laughs> so I 
I'm literally looking at right now this book called The Soul of Money. And it is a book all about where your values flow is where your money flows. So when you value being authentic, you're going to attract more authentic things in your life. So more authentic partnerships. Uh, And that doesn't mean saying yes to everything. In fact, you grow so much when you say no. And what a beautiful thread of that practice of saying no in your life, of how you said no to something that was potentially going to be just fine and great on paper, such as your partner. And you said, no, this isn't right for me. And then things switched for you. You realized I need to say no to not being authentic and yes to being more authentic online. And you get a partnership that's major, major money. No, thanks. That doesn't align with my values. Here are a bunch of other opportunities that very much align with my values. And in fact, because I value helping others grow, I'm going to push this to them. So I think when you're talking about abundance, a lot of people say, you know, saying yes to everything will bring in more opportunities than you can imagine. But I think abundance also means saying no to the things that don't bring you joy or don't align with your worth and your values. So I love that you said that because it's such a great reminder that that thread of bravery comes in so many different forms. Um, You know, people might have seen <laughs> that price tag on that partnership and said, what the hell are you thinking? Yeah. It's like, actually, that doesn't align with what I want and who I want. I've had people reach out to me to be on this show and I have not aligned with their values or their their message. And I know someone else will. I know other people will. Um, and for me, I, I know really what I want to boost out into this world. So I guess my next question for you is what are you hearing from your clients? What are you hearing from people that you're working with? Because you've had a lot of transformation happen for you. You are embracing more abundance in your life. You've really, you're very brave. I would say like a lot of what I see from you is a lot of courage coming out of you and just saying, Hey, I don't care what you think. I'm going to put this out there because it's going to resonate. What are you seeing now with the people in your community? I love that. Thank you. Um, I, it's, and it's funny you mentioned the word brave. My LLC is bravery beats. I forgot about that. Oh my gosh. Um, and so I just so appreciate, it. I was like, I don't even think I mentioned the word brave. You did. And I was like, I love that, that that's also what I had named my LLC because it really, like, I realized like bravery is where all the good stuff happens. And um, I really like the, the feedback that I tend to get from clients, just from people in my community. I actually am just right now doing a series on my Instagram, on TikTok, um, a 20 day series I'm posting I post every day regardless, but over these 20 days, I'm posting specifically a little video that I'm taking with an idea, a super small, simple way to overcome seasonal depression. 
Mm. I've been feeling really down. Maybe it's because it's been gray for like 35 days in a row in Buffalo. Maybe it's because <laughs> we're getting near February and February is just, maybe it's just me, but February seems to be just kind of a meh month. I know, and, yeah. And so um, I had posted in my stories, I actually had made a little video just the other day and posted that video and then kind of shared in stories a little bit, letting my audience know that I've been feeling depressed, been feeling down decided to create this series. I'm trying to lift myself up, find a little bit of joy in a sustainable way every day for 20 days. Yeah. And I had a number of people reach out to me just saying, just thanking me for posting a video mentioning that I'm feeling down because they're like, I'm also feeling down and you have no idea how nice it is to see someone with a bigger audience and by no means is my audience very large, but it is bigger than some of the people in my community. And so them saying, you know, it's so nice to see someone that I follow online with an audience that is sharing that they're not doing well because I'm not doing well. And I feel like all I'm seeing on social media is everyone's like 2023 resets and everyone's like perfectly aesthetic home. Yeah. And and that's not relatable. And for someone who's not doing well, seeing that kind of content can actually send them further down that spiral and feeling like they're not doing enough. Their house isn't pretty enough. Like so often social media makes people feel like they are not enough. And that is heartbreaking to me as someone who fell in love with these platforms as vehicles for connection. I hate knowing that the downside of the platforms is people are feeling this immense amount of comparison and feeling like they're not enough, they're not worthy. And so that is why I've taken the approach that I have. And community members and my clients have been like, thank you for just being real. I have a client that I've been working with for um, now, we've been working together now consistently for 13 months. Hmm. And they sent me this really sweet holiday card. And in the card, they thanked me for not just going above and beyond, but for being honest with them in regards to number one, the problems that I saw happening in their business that they weren't fully aware of. And number two, being honest with them when they have asked me, hey, can you do this for us? If that is not something that I am very, very good at, or if it's just something that I don't like doing, <laughs> I tell them that I actually can't help you in this area. And I think so many times people who are growing a business, they get so scared to say that. They're like, no, 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 no. But then I could lose the client. I promise you, you are never going to lose the right client by telling them that you cannot do a specific thing for them. You are actually going to gain their trust. If you have a reason as to why you can't do that thing. The client wants to hear it and you're going to gain their trust even more because then they're going to be like, oh, wait, okay. So now I can really trust that what you're telling me is legit because in this area, you won't even give me advice. Yeah. You know, it, it, it like almost adds even more credibility to the things that you say you can and will do because you show I have boundaries. And again, it's like boundaries in your personal life, boundaries in your business. This is how we create confidence. It's how we create sustainability yeah. for our businesses, for our relationships. It's how we stay in the place that feels good to work. And in doing that, we then teach other people, hey, it's okay to set boundaries. Like one of the people on the team of my client, um, one woman on their team, 
has a really hard time setting boundaries. Mm-hmm. And just in our communications over the last 13 months, she actually sent me a message personally. She's like, I think you'd be really proud of me. I didn't answer any emails after 7 p.m. last night. Yeah. And I'm like, good on you. Because she they know if they email me after 8 p.m. ever, they should never expect to hear back from me until the next day. Yeah. I'm not doing it. Maybe I will sometimes, but if I ever answer an email after 8 p.m., I let them know in a parentheses and a little asterisk. This was the exception. This is the exception, not the rule. This is, these are not typical hours that I work. And I think it's so easy for us to worry that setting boundaries is going to turn people off. But what I have found is the complete opposite, that setting boundaries, being intentional with your time, intentional about what you offer and who you offer it to is only going to bring in more of the right opportunities for you. And that goes back to our conversation of abundance, right? I believe there's enough business for me. And that's why I'm okay with turning away the business that I don't think is for me. Cause then I know I'm keeping up my, I'm keeping my bandwidth free for when that right opportunity does come my way. Cause the worst thing ever would be to say yes to a bunch of things that don't excite you. And then something comes along that excites you. And you're like, Oh my God, I can't say yes to exactly. it. Like yes. that's devastating. Yes, exactly. And I think that the thing about boundaries that's so important is it's going to, they're going to cause discomfort. Boundaries are going to shake things up. And that means they're working. Yes. When you're setting a boundary and it's causing discomfort or you're getting a reaction or you're having somebody push on that boundary and you're reinforcing it, it's working. You know, you, when you, when you reinforce, when you set it, it's going, it's working. And so I think that especially in our personal lives, it can be really challenging to come from that mindset. But then in our careers, it can be somewhat even more challenging because there is that expectation of, well, what will people think of me? Will they think I'm not a hard worker? Will they think I, you know, I I don't care. But in reality, I found the same thing. You know, when I set a boundary in, in my work, um, which I have a hard time doing, you know, just being honest, it's hard for me to set boundaries at at work. Um, it makes me feel more respected and it makes me feel like, okay. And and if somebody doesn't listen to that boundary and I have to reiterate it, it's like, well, these are, these are my rules, basically my rules of engagement. So I think what you're saying is so spot on. Um, because again, that that's saying no, it's being brave. It's you know, and and I think that's a muscle that you really have to learn how to flex, and you really have to learn how to build. And that doesn't mean it stops or it gets easier. It just means there's a heavier weight that you have to pick up, and you have yes. to use that one now. And something that it looks like this I think totally yeah up and down for sure and I think that's something uh, I notice about you that you mentioned is that you're a cheery person you know like you're kind you have an overall cheery demeanor Uh, and online I think that's that's great and I think 
it also makes those moments where you're sharing like, hey, I'm not having a good day or like, hey, I'm not doing well, really, really important to pay attention to for other people who might feel the same way or might have that similar disposition as you do. So when you're saying people really respond to that, I think that makes such a big difference in those, like that means they're really significant moments that you're sharing because it's very easy to come online and put on a smile and just be super real, but it's even more powerful to break that and to be vulnerable. You have had posts that have gotten significant um, engagement. In particular, I'm thinking about one where you were crying in your car and you were driving. My viral TikTok. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So in your brain is when you turn on your camera to really capture that, some might be, some people might be like, what the hell? Like, why don't you just cry or have that moment for you? I would love, I'm assuming for you, that is a moment you're feeling like will resonate with others or even may, maybe if you choose not to post it, it's something you wanted to work through. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So I, I do what I like to call Julia's video journal. And so when I have gone through something hard, maybe I just had a panic attack. I just had a really emotional therapy session. I am thinking through something. I will oftentimes pop on the camera and just start talking to the camera as a way of verbally processing. It's also really cool for me to look back years later to be like, what was I thinking when that moment happened? What was I going through? What was I feeling? And also because like I, like I mentioned, I want to take that anti-highlight reel approach. So I am super bubbly. I have been this way forever. My parents will tell you when I was a kid, I pestered them, like begged for them to paint my room taxi cab yellow. They did it. <laughs> my mom said when I was five years old, I walked into the room and I went, ah, it's like the sun is always shining. I have been this way forever. And I think that it's like when I show up and I'm not doing well, my audience, like they know, like that they can, they can know that they can trust me for real because they have seen me in my natural super bubbly self, but they've also seen me when I'm not doing well. So then the next time I show up, when I'm in that super bubbly energy, they know that it's real. They know that it's not this manufactured thing that I'm trying to create because yeah. I've shown them the other sides of myself. And yeah. so there's that piece of it. And what was the, you had just asked a question. I just, I lost. Oh my God. My I literally can't even remember. But I also think what you're saying <laughs> is that I, I think something really important about that is that there is a misconception that like cheery people aren't feeling as deeply (laughs) or as like, as, as, um, you know, vastly as people who maybe are more introverted (laughs) or maybe not putting themselves out there like that. I have a similar disposition where I am just optimistic. I'm married to a Grinch, you know, (laughs) like, and I love him deeply. He's the love of my life, but he's also a grumpy man. And so (laughs) I think like, And he doesn't have this misconception, but I think in general, there is this misconception that people who are like happy and cheery 
aren't feeling things as deeply maybe as others. And I think like when you post about something like that, it totally breaks that and people can say, oh, everyone has this range of feeling and actually your feelings aren't stagnant. You're not one way all the time. You're all these yes. things, all of yes. these things show up in, in people around us. Yes. Um, so I don't remember what question I had asked you. I'm <laughs> sure my listeners are screaming right now. Yeah. Like, Christina! <laughs> That's okay. If they can, they can send one of us a message. Yes. If we didn't cover something and you guys are, <laughs> you guys are really hankering for it. You just let one of us know. And, we will yes. be sure to get that and editing Christina will be like, ah, let me write this down. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, uh, do you have like 10 more minutes Absolutely, or do you have to dash? Okay. No, no, no. There is one piece uh, that I've noticed about you online that is um, coming up a bit more. And I hope this is okay to talk about, but I've noticed you've been putting your body online out there more. Yes. Okay. I'm glad you brought this up. And I just remember you were like, do you set up your camera to like capture ah, those yes. moments of you crying? crying. So, so we're getting back to it guys. We, we, yeah. we went a little circuitous, but we're back. <laughs> um, part of the reason why I've done that is because one of the things that I have felt shame around my entire life is being someone who feels things very, very deeply. Mm-hmm. I am extremely hypersensitive, extremely empathetic, and I cry a lot. And for my entire childhood, even into adolescence, I felt like something was wrong with me for how deeply I felt things, for for the fact that I cry very easily because my emotions just can overwhelm me. And it's something that I've been working through in therapy for years to really not have any shame around the fact that number one, I'm someone who's very predisposed to be anxious. And number two, I'm someone who's very, very hypersensitive and it does not take much for me to cry. And I'm very emotional. And I, for so long, felt like something was wrong with me or that that was something that I needed to fix. And I know that there are hundreds of thousands of people who are exactly the same, who grew up in a family who was with with other members in the family who were not as deeply sensitive. (laughs) And so their real experience in growing up was feeling like something was actually wrong with them for how much they felt things. And so again, because my whole mission is to get people to to love themselves more and to feel more accepting of who they are, I was like, you know what? I need to start taking videos of me crying. Because I know I'm not the only crier out there. And I think that by talking about this stuff more, we help to stop the stigma around all of these things. There's a stigma around talking about your mental health. There's a stigma around showing off your body, right? And that's another thing. Like I have started to feel much more confident and comfortable in my skin. Since the pandemic, I've gained about 15 pounds And the media really likes to create a negative association with weight gain equals bad. But that's not true. That might be true for some people, but that is not a universal experience. And for people like me who have been little sticks their entire life and have had no curve and no body and no muscle and have looked like flat boards their whole life, (laughs) weight gain is something that can be really exciting 
and empowered. Yeah, yeah. And so I have seen my body completely transform. I had to get rid of all my old pants because they didn't fit my new thighs and my butt. And that's something that I am proud of. And when I open up my emails around the holiday time, the number of subject lines I see around shrinking your waist. And as we start to get ready for the summer, you guys are all going to see it. You're going to see all the get your body ready, beach ready body. It's all such harmful messaging that we are consuming and it is taking up real estate in our brain and it is impacting how we see these things. And so I have felt super excited to step into my power to not only talk about the fact that I have gained weight and I am happy about it. I am proud of it. It is a very good thing for me. I also think that a part of it for me has been the, I think that there is an over sexualization of the female body and like a body in a bikini or a body fully clothed. Like that does not need to be some sexualized image. And so I have felt really excited and empowered to start putting out content more that shows my body partially because I'm really proud of the hard work that I've done to get it to where it is, but also because I feel strongly about putting stuff out there that allows me to wear whatever I want. And that is not a sexual thing. There is nothing sexual or sexy about it. It is me dressed in something that I feel comfortable or confident in, and I am showing up and taking up space. And I think that women feel intimidated and nervous to show their bodies in that way because they're nervous and worried that they're going to be objectified and or get creepy comments from people. Which you do. Which you do. But what you can do is you can shut those people down real quick. Yeah, I've seen you do it. Make them feel very, I love to make a creep feel (laughs) real uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. And it's all about the mindset, right? I could see it and be like, Oh, this is, this is scary. This is intimidating. This is, and I'm like, this person's sick. You need to be put in your place. Or you've been walking around saying these kinds of things to people. You've been leaving these kinds of comments on people's stuff. I'm going to know. We're going to try and make that stop here today, sir. Yeah. Well, I also want to say like, I, I also think if people want to put themselves out there and feel sexy, that's great. Like, yes. oh, and if yes. you feel sexy in something, if you want to show off, you know, your clothes and you feel good and you want to be sexy, like that's awesome. Yes. It doesn't warrant people making comments that are, you know, just because you're existing. That's yes. ridiculous. And yes. so if you, I, I would say like, if there are posts where you're like, I'm, I do feel sexy. Like I want to put it out there. I think that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. But if it is also like, I feel confident. I want to show this off and I love my body and I'm feeling great in my skin. That's wonderful too. I think there's room for all of that. And I've noticed that your content has changed to you talking about your body more, showing off your body. And I think it's really cool to see because you have directly said in comments, I've gained weight. I love it. And or not comments and posts. I gain weight. I love it. And I've noticed that men in particular react to those posts and you know there's nothing wrong with people complimenting someone but if it's in a way where it's inappropriate it can feel real weird yeah and so I think that you do a great job at shutting people down but you also do a great job at showing up authentically in like the way that you want 
and then just kind of dropping it and being like, here you go. Like, this is what I wanted to post by. And, <laughs> and I think you do that in a lot of your content. Um, and so moving forward, what are you hoping to embrace for future Julia and, and putting, you know, whatever she wants to put out there in the world? What's your hope? Oh, I love that. Um, I am really looking forward to more opportunities to speak. I love doing yeah. public speaking. So getting to do workshops for companies, for universities. I just did a workshop for the University of Buffalo, the Center for Entrepreneurial Leadership. And I took them, it was a two hour workshop that I made for them to really help. And it was for business owners. And it was so exciting to get to put on this presentation where I am, number one, I mentioned in that presentation, me calling off my wedding. I am super, super vulnerable in that presentation. And that's kind of how we, I start off the presentation so that I'm getting everyone's mindset to understand. We want to see the real you. I think when you're all the way up here and you're the owner of a 50-person team and you had this business that you started way long before social media was a major thing, you have this old school thinking and feeling like, okay, we can only show these things and we definitely can't show these things. But th the world has changed. Yeah. And people want to buy from brands that have values. People want to buy from brands and work with teams where they actually see the team on social media. And so it has been so exciting for me to see that moment when it clicks and you can just see someone's face. Like you see them and they're just like, they're watching you talk and they're listening. And then it's this moment of like, and it's this like, you watch as their face just goes from like, yeah, to like, oh my God. And they have that light bulb moment of like, number one, I've been making it harder than I need to. And number two, I've been showing this when I could be showing this and this would actually help grow my business. Like I think every single person listening to this right now, if you want to show up on social media, I have a piece of content that you can create today. I want you to prop your phone up somewhere and I want you to take a video clip of you doing anything in your business or even in your life. Take a video clip of you unloading the dishwasher. Take a video clip of you doing some laundry, of you working at your computer, insert activity and put a long block of text over that video and share a little bit about your story. In that text, explain something that you can talk about all day. So maybe that is something that you wish you knew 10 years ago, or it's the biggest thing you learned in this last year. Or it's the reason why you started your business. Or it's the thing that keeps you up at night. It is so easy to start to grow on social media. And I think that we overcomplicate it. But the reality is people want to see real people doing real things and talking in a way that's real and relatable. Yeah. And I know that sounds very simple, but it is the truth. And so the more that we can stop telling ourselves we have to be like I do a ton of video content now with no makeup, no filters. No, I, I don't use any filters anymore ever on stories. I just don't do it. I think that that contributes to a lack of self-confidence. There are some women out there who don't even feel comfortable looking at their face on camera unless there's a filter over it. Yeah. That makes me so sad. 
So I have stopped using filters completely in my stories. And there's a whole bunch of content that I create on TikTok, especially, but also on Instagram where I don't have any makeup on. I'm not dressed perfectly. My house isn't perfect. That's not relatable. And it, a lot of times that is what we're seeing all over social media, but I promise that's not the only way to grow and to succeed on social media. There is not one path to success in this wild playground that we're all in. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Y'all, this podcast is free. (laughs) (laughs) That was so good. (laughs) Um, I could talk to you for probably like three more hours about all of this. And I am truly just so grateful for your time and for you sharing your journey and your message and your work for you being brave and continuing to show up bravely. I think it's really, really meaningful. Where can people find you if they want to follow along and work with you? You guys can find me at jbethjs on any of the social media platforms. If you want to go to YouTube, I'm there. TikTok, Instagram, I post on Instagram and TikTok every single day. So those are definitely the two platforms that I'm the most active on. And my website is juliajornsaysilverberg.com. That's my name. But if you guys don't want to write all that out or figure out the spelling of that, just find me on social and I can get you over information to my website. We can talk about how I can maybe help you with social media, or I can just, you can just watch me do my daily dance parties on Instagram (laughs) and hopefully get some serotonin through the airwaves. Beautiful. Yes. And we'll leave all of that in the show notes. So if you're listening to this and you want to head to Julia's socials or her website, please do please support her work. And um, yeah, take on, you know, the that idea that she just gave us, I'm totally going to do that today. And then I also um, just want to say like, be brave. Let's have that thread of being brave through throughout. And um, Julia, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you. Thank you so much, Christina. This was so, so fun. Yeah, it was really fun. I agree. (laughs) And please, if you're listening to this, never forget that your voice matters and your story matters. And I will see you on the next episode of the Amplify Her podcast. Bye. The Amplify Her podcast is a part of the Amplify Her Media Network. You can check out more shows on the Amplify Her Media Network over on Instagram at Amplify Her Media.